Hey gang, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. Got a really cool session for you today. Going to answer a question submitted by one of you guys, followers and listeners of the Trading Coach Podcast, about strategy, strategy changing, meshing your strategy with your personality, and kind of a, a interesting look at things. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you guys I am on my backup system dealing with a blown up computer. So if the audio isn't as fresh, I apologize in advance, but hopefully the quality of the podcast content more than makes up for that. Also, if you're brand new, make sure you subscribe, like, and share this podcast. That way we can get more people engaged, more people asking questions. We can come up with more cool episodes just like this one. So here we go, a little bit of a long question, but sit with me because it is a good one. He says, hey, Akil, I've been thinking here, uh, I've been sitting here thinking about something for a while now, and I'm not sure which direction to go in as both sides have a good point. So I thought I'd give it a shot and see if you'd be able to help me. You guys know me, you reach out, I will respond. I love helping people, um, specifically traders, but all types of people as well. So never feel shy about shooting something into me. I do respond. So some context. I've been learning about Forex and the financial markets for around eight to nine months now, and it's going great. There are ups and downs and the lessons that come with them. Uh, but over Christmas, I developed a conservative trend following slash trend continuation strategy based off the RSI, Relative Strength Index, and the Stochastics. I back-tested this on the hourly time frame for a two-year period, and it proved to be consistently profitable. Love that you're going through the right steps here. I developed this system so I can still make um, a consistent progress in my trading while I'm studying at university. I've been using this strategy on a funded account for the past month and a half, and it's going decent. I, uh, I have one win and six losses with a negative 0.5% drawdown. Now, don't worry. This type of drawdown and win-loss ratio seems normal from my back testing. It's funny. I had to, I had to read that part twice because I'm like, I have one win and six losses and things are going decent. I'm like, what? Whoa, whoa, what? Wait, what? How? Whoa. But um, yeah, hey, if, if this goes along with the back testing results and the expectations of this, if this is normal and it doesn't surprise me in more of a trend following system, then hey, hats off to you. That's why we have those back testing results. So we don't panic and go crazy. We know that, hey, this is something that's supposed to happen. Anyway, the point is, um, since I've been using this system on the funded account, I've still been learning more about Forex via, uh, via books, online, and podcasts like yours. Great work, by the way. I'm loving the show. Thank you. Um, and some information has come to light uh, that basically this system isn't reflecting my trading personality, nor is it reflecting my abilities. As often, entry uh, an entry condition arises in my system, but I don't agree with the trade. For example, the other day I had a sell signal from my system, yet I can see an expanding bullish wedge on a support zone, so I assume bullish intentions despite my trade being bearish. I place the trade as part of my system and it goes to my stop loss. The question that I've been pondering is this, do I keep going with this system as it's proven to be profitable in backtesting despite the system being an outdated version of my capabilities, I would add and desires to that, or do I continue my learning and develop a system with different rules? Is this system switching or is the latter option going to be better for me even if it requires me to spend more time and energy in trading? 
I most likely won't be using the RSI or the stochastics if I were to make a new system and I want to use multiple time frame analysis rather than just the hourly. I've got some more ideas um, that I can explain if you think that's necessary. If you ever have a chance to read this, thank you for your time and thank you for the opportunity. And again, I would say thank you for your time in writing this. Um, and we appreciate the opportunity of being able to discuss this and, and share it instead of just me texting you back because I'm recording this before I actually respond to you, um, but sharing this with others out there who may be going through the same journey. And the question is, what do I do? I, I, I have this system that works. I've put in the work. It's proven to be profitable. Do I stick with that system? Or because I feel it's outdated, because I feel these conflicts of interest, do I ditch it? and go with something else. And I'm sure you've heard this story before, Josh, and I'm not sure my followers here have had to heard it if you listen to what, we're up to almost episode 1000 here on the Trading Coach Podcast, but I'll share it one more time. And the whole thing with your trading strategy style matching your personality is directly related to trading psychology, right? Because one would say that, hey, you know, and my mentors like this as well, where it's like, hey, it doesn't matter if your strategy fits your personality. It doesn't matter if you like it. All that matters is the bottom line, like strict, hardcore business, right? It doesn't matter if you treat your employees correctly as long as the company is profitable. And that is true to in a certain extent, right? In a perfect world, we are machines, we are robots, we are 100% disciplined, we never make mistakes. And we are like, you know, we are our own automated systems. If that's the case, yes, you do whatever it is to make money. However, the reality is we aren't. We are human beings. We have emotions. We make decisions off of emotions. And trading psychology is a, uh, a major hurdle for many of us. It is the biggest obstacle that traders have when it comes to being successful. You know, most traders don't have a problem finding a successful system or strategy. They have a problem following through with it. And I experienced this in my career, in my career where I started off on a very similar path. I started off with uh, a mechanical system. It was called the SOS. Uh, there's another one called the paint bar. I did a bunch of them. Basically, it was like an automated system where when four things crossed and got this signal, I would buy it and sell it. It was a, a long-term trend continuation system. And just like our trader here, I, my personal view of the markets didn't necessarily agree with some of the signals. And I would find myself kind of being in a position one way, but thinking we're going to be in a position the other way. And then like, if it lost, I'd be like, I knew I was right. I shouldn't have done that. And long story short, it led to me making a handful of mistakes. I would skip trades because now I thought that I knew more than the system. I would leave trades early because I was afraid because I, I, I thought one way and then the system was giving me another way that I wouldn't go through with it. And basically it led to just a handful of psychological mistakes, which caused me to lose money and really not extract um, or exploit the markets the way that my system was supposed to. And that prompted me to go on the journey of understanding that, hey, in order for me to be consistently profitable with trading and to limit my mistakes, which is ultimately what produces that profit, I need to find something that I trust and believe in 100%. Imagine it like being in a relationship where, and I've had this happen before in the past as well, you know, you're in a relationship and your, your partner cheats on you. And I know we all, we're all different with trust. For me, trust is something that can never be 100% regained. Like it, it starts at 100 and it could be broken and it's never to 100 because that memory never goes away. Whether that's wrong or right, don't judge me. That's just the way I think. So 
in the past when I would have a girlfriend that cheated on me, right? Of course, you're young and dumb, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's this, everyone makes mistakes, we can rebound from this, this will bring us back stronger together, and we have this honeymoon period, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right? A lot of that lovey-dovey stuff. But then, in the back of my mind, every time, like, I'd call her, and the phone wouldn't be answered, back of my mind, oh, is she cheating? Every time I had to, you know, uh, we're supposed to meet up for a place with a date or something like that, and she ends up not showing up, and, and this is before, like, text messages and all that stuff. Um, hmm, where, where was she really? Why is she changing up? Like, I, I, I always felt that in me where my mind would go, and I know I'm not alone here, my mind would go to the darkest places. Now, for me, I never resorted to like stalking or anything like that, but a lot I hear a lot of stories of like, you know, you know, girlfriends kick, you know, you know, what tracking their low, their 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 boyfriend or other girlfriend's locations and showing up at their house or their apartment or hotel or in their car. My wife showed me a video this morning of someone smashing a car window like it leads to all this stuff and and, and trading is the very same way. Once we don't have that trust, once we lose lose that 100% belief in our system, we start second guessing ourselves and we start making these mistakes and what type of mistakes we make or it depends on how deep we go through that hole. Um, so it, it is, it's not as simple as saying, hey, my strategy makes profit, do it, don't be dumb. There is a, a human element to it that makes sense. Now, back to the question, what do I do? Do, do I stick with the one, do I stick with the, the, the system that I don't really trust or do I find a new girlfriend or a new system, excuse me, still in the girlfriend thing, and I go with that? Well, I think you can do both, and this is and this is probably not good in the relationship advice, but at least for trading, I, I think you can do both. It depends how, it, it depends what part of your career you're at, and, and let me let me put it like this: when we're at the beginning stages of our trading, depending on our situation, if you're someone, so when I started off trading, I, I quit my jobs. I need to make. I thought I'd be better at trading than I was very very, you know, much sooner. I needed to make money. So I was in this position where after my nest egg kind of ran out, I had to start being profitable. So if you're in that position, I think you do what you got to do. You, you continue, you, you have this strategy, you've tested it, it's proven to make money. Maybe you don't trust it 100%, but right now the job is to get the ball rolling. Right now the job is to get yourself in a healthy position, right? I just came out of a a meeting a few minutes ago, we were, we were talking about um, the health of uh, businesses and, and different aspects of the business. And we we're talking about expansion and, and kind of the, one of the biggest mistakes that some of these fast food chains like, um, you know, Boston Market and, and, and Quiznos are good examples of. They were great places, great ideas. They expanded way too quickly. And because of that, they became unhealthy. So we're talking about, hey, before we ever think about expansion, Let's make sure the thing that we're doing now, the businesses that we have now are on firm, stable footing. And then we can, then and only then we can expand after kind of what we have is taken care of. And I think we can do the same thing with this question. If you're, if you're in a situation, now, if you got all the money in the world, if you're in no rush, right, by all means, ditch it, start something new, you, you, you have time. But if you're someone that's in a position where it's like, hey, like, I got to get this ball rolling, I'm not getting any younger. I think the right idea is to do this. As long as you're not at the point where you're second guessing yourself to the point where like you're not taking trades, you're making all these mistakes. If, if you're still at the level where it's like, ah, I'm doing it, I don't like doing it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I think because the strategy is profitable and specifically you're doing it with a funded account, so that's an extra way of making income, right? I think you stick with it. You stick with it, you, you say, hey, I don't really like it, but it's getting the job done. It's producing me some money and ultimately that's what I want. 
But at the same time, while that's running in the background, and hopefully it's not committing you know, too much time, you start working on the next thing, right? This is similar to, uh, we did a Q&A session on, I don't think I shared it as a podcast because it was all visual and graphs and charts and stuff like that. But while you're doing this one thing that's making your money, that now opens up the time to work on the next thing. And then what you're doing is you have two options now, right? Now, assuming you get, you get done that next thing, you go through the process and, and you get to the point where you're trading it. Now you have two options. You have either two things making money. And believe it or not, having two things making money will help with the first thing, right? Because when you have only one thing, all your eggs are in that basket. I keep wanting to make a relationship. When you only have one girlfriend, you got a bunch of when you have two girlfriends, right? When you only have one thing, all your eggs are in that one basket. So it's, it's, it's so important, just like, like, like an investment. Uh, imagine that, right? Right. Once you have two things, that importance is now split by two. And thing number one is, is, you know, half, half as important as it used to be. And knowing that it's not the say all be all, knowing that you're not relying on this one thing to make all your trading profit. Maybe that's the key that allows you to say, hey, you know what? I don't agree with this system 100 percent, but it makes me money. I'm going to stick with it. And then I fulfill that urge, right? If you guys listened to the last Trading Coach podcast where we talked about kind of, you know, fulfilling that urge and being on demo counts and doing stuff like that, this is a great follow-up for that, right? Now I have my new system, which is, it matches my philosophy, something that I trust, I believe in, that I, I enjoy. That's kind of fulfilling the urge of, of doing what you need to do while the other thing is, is just making money for you, if that makes sense. If you ever did any investments, it's, it's kind of very similar to that where you have different investment assets and maybe you have an investment in some stock that you don't like, you know, but it's slow and steady. It gets the job done. It's making money. Um, but because you have others, you don't really pay it as much attention or doesn't kind of take it doesn't give you as much of an emotional hit. So I think those are the best answers I can give you. Again, it all depends on the situation and, and kind of your urgency to be in the game to make money. If you feel like you're at the point where these mistakes are, are heading towards a disaster, you are a, a, a car with a brick on the gas and you're driving closer to that cliff and you're about to fall off, you got to ditch it right away, especially if you're making mistakes. So you don't want that to bring you into the negative. But if you feel like, hey, I, I can maintain this. I don't like this relationship, but it's healthy enough for me to stay in it. I don't have to ditch it right now. Now you can work on building that other relationship and either have two at the same time or just take out one and replace it with the other. So if you guys have any other ideas or comments or things you want to um, kind of share, thoughts, leave it in the comment section below, right? If you're listening on Spotify, there's a little Q&A section uh, that I'll probably type in. What do you think about this episode? If you're listening on YouTube, um, leave this in the comment section below. And you can always hit me up on social media as well. Still out off of Twitter right now because they're horrible for customer support apparently, but on Instagram at Akil Stokes RTM is where you can find me. And of course, if you have any questions like this trader, I love these type of episodes. Don't be shy type them in. You're not going to be embarrassed. All you're going to do is get an answer. All right. Take care. Once again, hope you enjoyed the episode. Do me a favor. If you haven't left me a rating or a review for this podcast, please do so. I know a lot of you guys listen. You give me messages all the time about how much you love it, but show me you really love it. by leaving me a rating and review. Seriously, it's the best way that you can support the show. We're trying to grow this thing to the number one trading podcast in the world. By the end of this year, we're, we've been sneaking into the top 10 and I want to keep inching up, but I need your help to do it. So rate, review, like, subscribe, whatever you can do to support the show. And until next time, plan your trade, judge your plan. Take care.